Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. On today's show, we give you a preview of the Dallas Mavericks versus the Charlotte Hornets playing in downtown Charlotte tonight. And the Steph Curry to Charlotte rumor train is on the tracks. Choo-choo! We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Locked on Locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fans. So glad you could join us on this Thursday, a game day for the Hornets. The Hornets taking on the Mavericks tonight in Charlotte. We'll have a full preview of that game coming up. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, no Hornets game last night. How did you fill your time? What, what in the world did you do? Well, it was a balanced night of television on the Branson household. Uh, producer Katie was able to finish up the Gilmore Girls revival, and I got to watch some NBA basketball. Some I got to check out the Mavericks, in fact, take on the San Antonio Spurs. We'll talk <laughs> Pretty about Pretty good that. game, actually. It was a good game, surprisingly, yes. I mean, the Mavericks haven't been playing well, but they held their own with the Spurs. See, you're, you're trying to bait me into getting into the preview already. When no, really, no, no, actually. When really, <laughs> no. what the people want to hear is are my thoughts on Gilmore Girls, I think. <laughs> well, I don't want to tease anything too much, but we might have a, 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 a 20 games in uh, update, David versus DirecTV slash NBA League Pass. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but... At some point in the next week, we may have an update. I know people are on the edge of their seats. It's a good tease. I mean, League Pass has been, it seems to be getting back on its feet. It had a rough start, but I've seen less complaints. I've seen more games work than not work. Uh, so, but speaking of games not working, did you see this, David? The the uh, game. Nice. The, the, nice. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> this is a good segue. Uh, the game in Philadelphia against the Sacramento Kings postponed because Did not work no the Sixers court was broken it started crying it, it apparently it was due to the condensation from the ice rink that is underneath the basketball court there at the Wells Fargo Center I've never heard of a court crying before that's what actually that's going to be my new excuse for when I am crying I'm just going to say no no it's it's just the ice rink that's under my face condensation no, I'm just I'm just going to say through the tears trust the process just- <laughs> I've heard of this before, you know. This has happened uh, not in Charlotte, I don't think, but or has it when like the checkers have been there? Or I don't. I've heard of this. This sounds like something out of some kind of Catholic miracle. I don't know. This is weird. (laughs) Uh, We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Go to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcast on your team on the NFL, golf. Fantasy Sports, it's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world, and it is truly unique because it's daily local 
podcast, and it's it's a network. We all work together. You've heard other locked on hosts come on the show. It's been a really it's been a really good experience for us, but it's been re- really revolutionary uh, to podcast. So go check it out on iTunes. Just search locked on. All right, let's let's head to this game preview against the Dallas Mavericks. The Hornets will look to rectify their blowout loss to the Detroit Pistons tonight when they take on the Dallas Mavericks here in Charlotte. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock p.m. Dallas is 1-9 on the road, and they will not have the services of Dirk Nowitzki. He'll be resting a sore Achilles. But definitely, definitely, David, it's not part of a tank job. No, don't worry. They're not, they're, they are not taking. Mark Cuban said they're not tanking. But Dirk Nowitzki is going to sit out for three or four more games. <laughs> he, should, he could have really spun this thing into like a Shark Tank spinoff. Not that he needs more entrepreneurial ideas or income. But, you know, like Tank, Shark Tank, we're not going to do it. We are going to do it. They're not going to do it, though, Doug. That's what he said. That's right. No deal. No deal. What is it What is it they say on Shark Tank? I'm out. I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> I don't know. We'll ask Lee Ellis. He's a big Shark Tank fan. Yeah, that's – hey, good. Good tease there. Yeah, we're talking to Lee Ellis today. You'll hear some of that probably peppered in Friday and Monday, and then the full interview will air on our Tuesday live show on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube yet, youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets to catch our Locked On Hornets live episodes on Tuesday – well, let's get back to this Dallas game, David. So Dallas plays San Antonio last night. They lose the game, but they were up 13 in the third quarter. It looked like they could sneak one in on the San Antonio Spurs, who are resting a few players there in Dallas. But they end up losing the game. What do you know about the Dallas Mavericks? I know that Dirk is hurt, like you said. I know Harrison Barnes was the big signing in the offseason, and he had a, a nice little stretch uh, recently or as of a couple weeks ago. But they are struggling as a whole, Doug. And when the main theme to a team, you know, going into the week is we're not going to tank. I mean, that's not a great sign, right? No, yeah, they're last in three-point percentage, free throws attempted, points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game. They are 26th in assist percentage and 29th in pace. There's not a ton of things that this team does well, which is surprising because they went into this season wanting you know they they swung and miss on a few free agents but they wanted to try to upgrade this team they bring in Andrew Bogut and Harrison Barnes sort of taking the 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 scraps from the uh from the Golden State Warriors when they had to move pieces to get Kevin Durant in there uh, but you know this is a team with talent they have Wesley Matthews who's playing really well Harrison Barnes who's starting to to play a little better than he did at the beginning of the season but they are hurt. That's been a big factor for this Dallas team, especially at the point guard position. Uh, J.J. Barea's hurt. Uh, let's see. Devin Harris is on a minutes restriction. Darren Williams is on a minutes restriction. And then Seth Curry got hurt late in the game last night. So, you know, their point guard situation is is very tenuous. And I think that's what's led to a lot of their offensive issues. That's what's led, really, I think, to the – the fact that they can't really move the ball. I mean, everything that they get has been Wesley Matthews or Harrison Barnes creating for themselves. And, you know, as of late, right. they've been able to do that. But, you know, early in the season they weren't, and that's why you saw their offense really slipping. But, I mean, they only scored, what, 84 points last night. They just they can't score a lot of points. They can play defense, though. Yeah. Um, you would expect that from a Rick Carlisle team, right? But they're just struggling in too many other ways. I don't think they expected it to go this poorly. Um, and, I mean, this is not a Kobe situation, right, with Dirk, like where they're riding him out into the sunset or he's taking that approach. But 
he's certainly on the last leg of his career. I mean, that, that, nobody's doubting that. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think, Doug, just to round back to the Hornets, this is a game <laughs> that they almost have to win. The Mavs are coming in off the back-to-back, playing the Spurs, uh, no days rest, and the Hornets will be rested and coming back from a from a rough, a rough loss. So from a Hornets standpoint, do you feel good about that? Games in this, you know, stretch that we talked about over the next few weeks where they're playing a lot of games without a lot of rest. This is one of those few games where the team coming in is going to be, you know, a little less rested than the Charlotte Hornets. So, yes, they have to take advantage of this opportunity. And, you know, this team, this Dallas team is going to play defense. So, you know, and they guard they guard the paint really well because they have a lot of size. They don't necessarily have a lot of speed or athleticism, but they do match up well on the wings in terms of size. And then Andrew Bogut underneath is a very skilled rim protector. So, you know, their shots are going to have to fall uh, because I don't think they're going to get as much at the rim as it's sort of it's going to be a little bit like that Detroit game in that Detroit denied a lot of their easy rim looks and I think that uh, Dallas will as well uh, but you know you, you can you're not going to get a lot of points out of this one the, both teams are probably going to finish under 100 in this one I think the matchup to watch on Tuesday's live show Claire pointed out Andrew Bogut versus Cody Zeller or Roy Hibbert depending on who Clifford decides to start So I'll go a slightly different way. One of the bright spots for the Mavericks over the past few games has been Wesley Matthews, who over the last five, I believe he's shooting over 50% from beyond the arc. Over the last eight, he's shooting about 47, 48. So he's got his three ball back. And, and he's just playing really well. I mean, he's, he's playing with a ton of energy. He was quoted after that Spurs loss as saying, look, you know, we're confident right now because, uh, uh, this this team has been in both games. So they got their third win against New Orleans a few nights ago on Sunday, I believe, and and then they get uh, almost they almost get a win against the San Antonio Spurs. So you know you can't take this team for granted, David. This is a this is a team that's coming in after after a ton of losing to to finally rebound and sort of get this thing back into the right direction. They're going to look to get this game against the Hornets. Yeah, you can't take any nights off. If there's one thing we've learned over the last week or two, they, there's no nights off in the NBA. And Clifford harps on that all the time, right? You hear him say that even in this year. You've heard him say that before this year. You know, we're good. We have good players, but we're not good enough to go out there and just roll the ball out. And that's kind of what he hinted at after that Detroit game, too, with some of, the, some of those guys, you know, 45 seconds in, for example, seeing that he's not focused or locked in on a certain night. So, to your point, Doug, I think the wings are going to be where I'm going to be looking between Batum and Kid Gilchrist, like Kid Gilchrist on, on Barnes. And then the Batum-Matthews matchup, I think, is interesting Batum as well. Batum has because, to play better defense than he played yeah, against Detroit. Because exactly. it's, it's uh, if it, whether he's, because they're probably going to switch, you know, in, any screens that happen, you know, between Barnes and, and Matthews. And so you could see mm-hmm. Batum on, on either of those guys. And Batum just has to step it up, has to play better than he get a, a did against Detroit. Yeah, and I feel good about him bouncing back. I mean, historically, I think he's been pretty good at bouncing back. And we know he has a lot of pride and, and wants to play well, obviously. But so that, I think that's interesting because you mentioned Matthews, who's a, I mean, if you like three and D, I mean, this guy in Portland was awesome. So former teammates, I believe, right? Uh, he and Matthews, Batum and Matthews out in Portland played on some of those Trailblazers teams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Batum's got to rebound. So, I mean, that's what I'll be looking for in this game because you know Kemba's going to be there 
and you feel pretty good about MKG as well. And Frank Kaminsky, who will get the start again in, in place of the injured Marvin Williams, will have a much easier matchup than he did against Detroit. He's going to be going up against Finney Smith and maybe Justin Anderson if they decide to go small, but no Dirk Nowitzki. So Frank will have a little bit of an easier matchup. you got to hope that Frank Kaminsky can have a bounce-back game after shooting 1 of 11 from the field and, and really uh, struggling on defense as well. Marvin Williams' injury should note he's still technically listed as day-to-day with a bone bruise in his knee. Hopefully we get an update later today on that. Clifford basically said after the game against Detroit that they're waiting on him to be able to exercise and see how that knee responds, whether it flames back up, whether there's pain, before they'll know anything about when or uh, you know when he could return. Uh, So come back here tomorrow for a recap of this game, and we'll be, of course, live-tweeting the game from Spectrum Center on Twitter, at LockedOnHornets. Let's switch gears quickly over to the Greensboro Swarm, who got the first two wins in their franchise history last week after starting 0-5. A lot of that had to do with the success of guard Xavier Munford, who was awarded the D-League Player of the Week award. The Swarm announced last night that they have acquired Archie Goodwin. Goodwin was waived by the Phoenix Suns earlier this season and then picked up by the New Orleans Pelicans where he played in three games before being released again. Got a question from Twitter on this news. Would it be fair to say that Archie Goodwin is better than Aaron Harrison at this point, David? Uh, (laughs) I mean, based on where they are, I I wouldn't think so, right, Doug? It seems that Archie Goodwin probably has a higher ceiling, especially from like a scoring standpoint, at least based on the scouting we've seen and some of the stuff he's done in his limited time. But I mean, sometimes it's just about carving out a niche and being familiar with the system, which is what Aaron Harrison has done right in Charlotte. I mean, he's gone up and down a little bit this year from Greensboro to Charlotte, but he's able to provide at least, I think working knowledge of, of the system and the Hornets. And that's not something I guess you can say for Archie Goodwin, who's been, I believe with the Suns and the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Um, so just hasn't been able to stick. I mean, has a lot of potential, um, but I think that he hasn't found that right recipe yet for sticking in the NBA. Not that he can. I mean, he came in pretty young. So I don't know. I mean, is, is one guy better than the other one? I mean, we're on, we're on a know. roll. We're on a roll here, David, because I'm going to disagree with you again. I think okay. it's I think it's completely fair to say that Archie Goodwin is better than Aaron Harrison for the simple fact that Archie Goodwin has been a rotation player on an NBA team. Yes, it was the Phoenix Suns last season, so you know they were one of the worst teams yeah, in the league. Yeah. I understand that. But he uh-huh. scored but he was able to score almost nine points a game on an NBA roster and play a role. Now there are he is a still, after four years, is still a raw prospect. Just like Aaron Harrison. Aaron Harrison is a raw prospect. But Archie Goodwin has some qualities that have allowed him to stay in a rotation. Now, when we talked about this earlier in the season, when there was some talk about, you know, should the Hornets make a waiver claim for Archie Goodwin, I said no because I thought there would be more interest from other teams, and I didn't think the Hornets could even get into the Archie Goodwin discussion. But, and I didn't think that Archie was worth you know, taking a contract on when you had Aaron Harrison, who is more familiar with the system, when neither really had a chance to play. Now, our friend Spencer Percy from Queen City Hoops brings up an interesting point. Could this have something to do with the Jeremy Lamb in- injury? We don't uh, we don't really have an update on his injury yet either. He uh, hurt his knee in, in the last contest, so we're waiting to hear a word about his status 
uh, for this game and and for the next couple of weeks. So if, if maybe if there's a spot, you know, in the wings, could you elevate a guy like Archie Goodwin to come and give you an offensive impact? But here's what you need to know about Archie. Not a great ball handler, but is able to get to the rim very quickly and score and finish. Uh, he's not a he's not a great shooter at all. He struggles on defense at times. He's very he sort of his his play could be best described as erratic. But on given nights, I mean he's he's been able to score eighteen and twelve on a given night. Uh, you know on a on a very limited given night, but it has on, happened. On, I don't know if I could. Well, here's the thing: I don't know if I could say that for Aaron Harrison. I, well, I can't. For no, sure. but nobody, he's never no done that. Asked, no, yeah, no, no, no one's asking him to do that. That's no what I'm saying. That, so the scorer. question was: Would it be fair to say he's be, he's better at this point in time than Aaron Harrison? And I think the answer to that is yes. It would be very fair to say that. Yeah, it would be fair. These guys are both you know borderline D League NBA guys, so neither one of them has been able to establish themselves as, as anything else. So uh, better Th- that score, question sure. that question was from Jay on Twitter, by the way. So thanks, Jay, for that question. And, and you can tweet us your question at Locked on Hornets or email your Hornets questions to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com and we'll talk hey, about Doug, it on the show. We, yeah. we, should, we should note, though, that just because he's on the swarm doesn't mean the Hornets own his rights. I mean, That's in correct. effect, he's, he's still a free agent, right? So correct. he is playing for the swarm. Aaron Harrison, for example, the Hornets do own his rights. Um, so I, I think, I mean, any team could go in there and, and snatch him up from the swarm I don't know how that works, like timing wise, but I mean, you have to assume the the swarm and the Hornets are in constant contact, so they're certainly going to have a, a, an eye on him. But it does not mean that no, another team cannot go in there and grab him. That that is very correct. Good information there, David. Uh, you'll get your first chance to check Archie Goodwin out on Thursday, December first, versus the Texas Legends, which happened to be the D League sure. affiliate of the Dallas Mavericks. That game tips off at eight o'clock p.m. and will be broadcast on Facebook Live. Yeah, all these D-League games being broadcast on Facebook Live this season. That's a, that's a kind of a neat thing. Good 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 on the NBA for for embracing the social media video revolution. Okay, what else is going on in the news? Huh. What else could we talk about? Oh, I don't know. Steph Curry speculation? I know it's preposterous, but is it preposterous you think? In an interview with the Charlotte Observer's Scott Fowler, Steph Curry waxed on a variety of subjects ranging from the Carolina Panthers to his impending free agency this summer. Fowler asked Curry straight up, would he consider going to Charlotte in the summer of 2017? And he said, I quote, I don't know. David, yes, there's a chance. (laughs) <laughs> we're being we're being a little being a little silly here, um, but he didn't say no. No, he did not say no, Doug. Um, do you remember a couple of years ago when there was that Chris Paul radio interview and and they kind of asked him a similar thing, you know, about playing in Charlotte, and he didn't say no either. And then like a couple of days later, he basically came out and said no. <laughs> I do wonder if that's going to happen. But I mean, the thing was like we have to talk about this because. It's Steph Curry. It's the Hornets. Uh-huh. It is. It is it's slightly first, different than the Chris Paul situation. It's slightly different than the Chris Paul situation. It's. It's. The, it, and it's. I mean, it's a little. I don't, is this smoke? I mean, is this even smoke, Doug? What? Well, listen. What? Again, I always respond to these kind of things. It's like, what else is he going to say? Right. Exactly. I mean, he. He. He's not going to slam the door because that doesn't. 
um, that doesn't help him when it comes to free agency negotiations. But he's also not going to open the door wide open because that's going to disrupt things on the team. And he said in that interview that things are finally coming together for the Golden State Warriors, that they're they're getting finally. even though they've been really well, they've been struggling mightily. Well, for no, them, I, I mean I for them they were early in early in the season. I was just being facetious, Doug. You you facetious <laughs> person you. All right. So but obviously Golden State is the front runner. They can give him more years and more dollars than any other team. Steph says in the article, quote, obviously I love it here in the Bay Area. It's all I've known in the league, and if the situation is right going forward, this is the place I would love to play. So that's on the record. We know that. Uh, But he is leaving the door slightly open. And I've always said about this situation, if he does end up coming to Charlotte, it's going – I think here's – Here's what we should talk about. I think at least Charlotte could get an audience with Steph Curry. You know, could get a meeting. Right. And and if so, that happens, if if that happens, then anything goes. Well, at well that first point. of all, nothing nothing is out of the question, and nothing should be ruled out at this point in the game. I mean, heck, Kevin Durant plays for the Warriors. Uh, LeBron James went back to Cleveland. Went went to Miami. And went back. To, you know, so like we've gone right. through all this stuff now. Nothing should be. Nothing should. No, there should be nothing that shut the door on at this point. I mean, is it likely? Probably not at this time, but I think you're right. So from a team perspective, which is probably the way we should, I guess, continue to talk about this. I mean, there haven't been overtures from the team, right, to, to Steph Curry. I mean, no. to my knowledge, I haven't seen anything. They may Somebody may ask a player or two about it this week. Who knows? Other, but, than, other than honoring his father during well, the Golden State game. Some would out, say that giving was, out Curry – Curry Buzz City uh, T-shirt jerseys, right? Yeah, some would say that's miss. like that's like tampering light. Well, so the Washington Wizards went into last season kind of with an eye on getting Kevin Durant, and then that went all horrible for them. So, um, and, and some like, people, some people would say that that Washington sort of overplay or the fan base yes. sort of overplayed their hand. I don't buy into yeah. that. I don't buy into that. I think Kevin Durant mean? was never comfortable going back home. I think some guys are comfortable going back home and some guys aren't. Some guys want to that's forge. That's what it's going to come down to. That's forge, what it's yeah, come down that, to. Some guys want to forge their own way, and some guys have a special attraction to home. And Curry said in the article, obviously I have a strong tie to Charlotte and would have would have loved to play there. He was refer- referencing sort of an unspecified point earlier in his career that a Stephen Charlotte scenario would have been more possible. He said, I'm very comfortable in that city. It's hard to say exactly what the situation will be this summer. Hard to say. Hard, hard to, to say, say, really. Who's to say? Who's to say, Doug? The door, I'm just saying, the door is lightly cracked. That's all I'm saying. It's Although, I, I keep seeing this quote that uh, people keep misquoting Curry in this article, it's bothering me a little bit. I'm seeing on Twitter and Facebook where the people will retweet the article or share the article and say that Curry was saying that uh, coming to Charlotte is on his radar. That's not what Steph said. Steph said that free agency is not on his radar, that he's focusing on the season. Players say that all the time. But I just want to make that clear because you're seeing it quoted everywhere. I hate these little you know, misquotes. Uh, and that's what's happening here. Coming to Charlotte is – he did not say that's on my on radar. On his radar. Yeah. Right. That's not – it's not what he said. 
Well, there you have it. I mean, uh, a likelihood of scale. I still put it like at the like a like a half, like not even a one. No scale, uh, no, scale of one because to 10. again, right now, no, of course not. But uh, but these things work. I mean, we saw the whole Durant to Golden State. Right. It was it was a little bit here, a little bit mm-hmm. there, and then all of a sudden they get an audience. And once they got the audience, once Jerry West got the audience with Kevin Durant, things started to happen. That's a, now, I do, and, and the, uh, yeah, the thing is, Charlotte never be, gets these kind of audiences. So if, right. if they so even that, if they get the meeting, I, that's a win. I was going to say, I think that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, and certainly in free agency, we'll look at that. But if they get an audience like that, however you get it, if you get one, that is a thing. And so that'll be something to, to watch out for because that is doable. I think you're I mean, that's that's a realistic goal, I feel like. I mean, unless stuff, you know, just comes out and seals the deal before anything happens in free agency. I mean, that's something that's doable, right? Absolutely. No, I, yeah. I, I think so. And I think to say anything otherwise is is ridiculous. I, I think that I mean, there's 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 certainly a to say there's a zero percent chance, I think is absurd. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well listen, the Hornets will be looking for an audience, I think, with, with Steph Curry. And I think uh, we're always looking for an audience. So please make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and share this with your friends. Tell them about the best Hornets talk that they can get anywhere on the planet. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And give us a five-star review if you're on iTunes. It helps us move up the rankings, helps people that are looking for Charlotte Hornets podcast find us more easily. And shoot us your Hornets questions and your thoughts. Be like Jay. Jay was cool. That was a great question. And we want more questions like Jay's question. So shoot those buzz buzz at LockedOnHornets.com or on Twitter at LockedOnHornets. We're back again tomorrow with a recap of this Mavericks game. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm shark. So what if I like to stay up late?